Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the O Show on iHeartRadio with Paul James and Big Mo. Askins delivers. And what a catch and what a throw. Weber racing to the end zone. Touchdown, Buckeye. The O Show is on iHeartRadio. Two of those guys had some pretty big uh, moments on Saturday, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Welcome to the O Show on iHeartRadio. Paul James and Eric Mosley with you, Big Mo. And uh, I'll tell you, we decided to take a day or so off after the uh, craziness of Saturday's game. Uh, but we are back. So I think we should start today's podcast, Mo, by uh, you telling me uh, your thoughts, your feelings uh, about Saturday. I think uh, overall, as a Buckeye fan, you have to be pre- pretty encouraged uh, just by what you saw with the offense. I think it was probably a, a better better looking offense than even I could have imagined. Yeah. Uh, overall, I thought the team played well. Uh, but there's definitely questions still with the secondary and the linebacking core and on special teams. Well, we'll talk about the uh, defense here in a yeah. little bit. But the offense was unbelievable. We had two candidates for Offensive Player of the Week. One of them won it. Uh, that would be uh, Dwayne Haskins. Holy cow. He set records for at Ohio State. He set the record for the biggest First game ever for a quarterback at Ohio State. Unbelievable. I mean, the guy was just awesome. Well, yeah, he's 22 of 30 passing, 313 yards, uh, five touchdowns, one interception, a QB rating of 95, uh, which is really good. And he was actually up over 200 for a while. while. And uh, just a really good day for him. And that's about as good a debut as you could want. The interception, just a bad throw. Uh, bad read, and and he was the first one to admit that after the game. Right. I like the fact that uh, 313 yards passing, and it was spread out over a ton of people. Yeah. I mean, that's what you want to see. Well, we had almost even numbers rushing and passing, uh, over 700 yards of total offense, uh, so it was a balanced attack. And we had an hour and 15-minute halftime uh, where the guys had to take all their pads off, relax a little bit, play a little Xbox, whatever, and then turn around, turn it back on, and play football again. That's got to be difficult. It is. It's very difficult. It was difficult for the media. It's bad enough. Those guys are sitting in air conditioning and getting free food. So uh, to have to sit in the locker room and and just relax and and still stay intense for the game, it it could be very difficult. And they talked about it in the postgame press conference, just uh, Coach Mick really being the one uh, that that kept everybody – uh, hydrated, kept them in in the zone that they needed to. But if you know there's going to be a delay, that's when it, I think they did a great job of just saying, okay, guys, take the pads off, chill out for a while, but stay there mentally. Yeah. And uh, 
I know Coach Day had mentioned that once they had gotten to about 15 minutes before they were supposed to come out, the music came back on. It was, okay, let's get ready for the second half. Yeah, we started to amp it back up to where it needed to be. So I think they handled that well. Um, So continuing on the offense, uh, Mike Weber, another huge day. Uh, My goodness, uh, is it going to be exciting to watch watch those guys run? Yeah, 20 carries, 186 yards. That's a 9.3-yard average uh, per carry. So very impressive. Three touchdowns. His longest run was 49 yards. J.K. Dobbins, uh, a respectable 74 yards on 15 carries. That's still about a five-yard average. So you have two guys that are are getting five yards or more on their carries in the backfield. That's that's a good game. And those those two are going to flip spots, too. Right, There's right. going to be games where Dobbins is really on and Weber's not. Well, if you listen to the uh, post-game show, and Eric, thank you so much for live streaming that uh, on Saturday. That was nice. Um, Ryan Day made the comment, these guys can't run the ball four or five times in a row. we got to swap them out. So all season long, we're going to be swapping out guys who are going to be carrying the load during the game. And some guys are just going to have more success than others against certain defenses. It's just a fact of life. But because we're so deep and then you throw Snead in there, and unbelievable offense. My goodness. Well, the thing that you, I think you really have to look at, too, is – what does this say about how well the offensive line, how they're playing right now Good call. at this point? Yeah. Because uh, you're replacing two starters on that offensive line, really three starters on that offensive line with one person moving to center. Right. Uh, so you had a new center, uh, a few new people in position, but the Buckeyes really just wanted to put the five best linemen out there as starters, and it showed. They did a great job of sealing off the edges, uh, you know, they, they were quick with their feet, moving uh, and pulling out. There was never a time, even on a short uh, short gain, where there wasn't some sort of hole. Now, you play some different defenses and some tougher defenses, that's going to get more difficult. Sure. But I was very encouraged by that and the way that they, they protected the quarterback. Yeah. I don't think there was ever a time that the quarterback was under enough pressure that it looked like there could be a sack. Yeah. 38-point favorites were the Buckeyes going into that game. The final, uh, 77-31, and obviously we covered the spread, but the issue that most people are throwing out there is what happened on defense? How did we give up 31 points to a team that has won won a game a year ago, has only won seven games in three seasons, and has a brand-new coaching staff top to bottom? How did... How were they able to get those big chunks of yardage, Eric? And I think, if I remember right, there were seven uh, seven plays that went for over 25 yards, and several of them for touchdown, they scored 31 points. What, what was the story there? Well, you know, early in the game, it looked like they were trying to get the ball downfield passing-wise, and we had some pass interference penalties on our corners. Right. And, and just it was real sloppy out there, but they weren't necessarily able to get that running game going. Second half, they came out, and, and it, to me, it it was they saw that the linebackers and the defensive backs, especially the safeties, were committing very early mm-hmm. to the run. So they exploited it. They went to the outside a lot, went right off tackle, right off end, and just swept themselves out, counting on that safety or that those linebackers being out of position. Uh, some of those plays starting 
uh, you know, starting in towards the line and then cutting it out. It right. was just a little bit of that. So for me, it was more just being undisciplined on defense, uh, whether it was the defensive backs getting a pass interference penalty or our linebackers and safeties just uh, not staying in position and not uh, having right progression and right uh, interception routes to to take on the the uh, running back. So it's I think it's going to get better. I really do. I think there's a lot to work with there, but I I trust in what Coach Shiano does, and I think uh, obviously Urban is back at practice now. Right. So there's a lot of there's probably going to be a ton of focus on on that side of the ball this week. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. A um, lot of things uh, that folks have been commenting about. Some folks talked about how it seemed like a lot of the guys in the secondary were kind of overcommitting uh, when, you know, when when they were blitzing. And obviously it's a Greg Schiano defense. So we're, there's somebody's going to blitz every single play for the most part, but where they're coming from. Maybe they picked the spots for, you know, where the blitzing was coming and they were able to, to get around it. Uh, there was one time when that we practically had him in the backfield, and as soon as they got away, that play was completely broke. You have to throw that guy out. Um, but really, if, if you think about it, to me, one of the biggest things I think that created those yards was the fact that how do you prepare for this team when their head coach comes from Washington and he's an offensive guy? When the uh, uh, the 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 associate head coach comes from Wisconsin and he's a defensive guy, and your defense is coming from Colorado as your new defensive coordinator, how do you prep for that game across the board? Obviously, the offense just did what the offense does, but the defense had to go. We don't know what they're going to bring because we're not sure whose influence is going to make this offense go. Well, I think one of the things that I really stood out to me as the weekend progressed is really just how good Coach Jonathan Smith is. Oh, yeah. Because seeing him up front and up close and personal, his play calling was aggressive and it was it was just good uh the good mix of run and pass. If he had had some players with some more talent, I think they could have been pretty successful. I'm not saying that they would have won, but I think it would have been very good to see uh, if you're an Oregon State fan. But then as I watched uh Washington play you could tell they missed their offensive coordinator. Yeah. The offensive play calls were not good. And that game, none of the offensive play calls on either side were very good. But uh, Auburn was able to win that game a lot of a lot because the offense just couldn't get going for Washington. So that tells me that uh, Coach Smith had a huge effect on the offense there. Uh, but going into a game with a new head coach and a new staff, you really – you, you try to look at film. You have to kind of look at film two different ways. You have to look at film from last season just to see the types of players that are in the game. Right. But then you have to watch film of the coach that wherever he was at before for whatever team he had to find tendencies in the play calling. Right. So it really turns into a lot of study and a lot of breakdown. And I, I, those kind of games – can just drive you crazy with the type of homework you have to do. We also didn't know how good of a runner Artavis Pierce is. He's a very good runner 
for Oregon State, and if he continues to play football the way he did against Ohio State, he's easily a 1,000-yard rusher, probably a twelve to 1,500-yard rusher on this season, and he could make their season for him. Absolutely. I think he's he's a fast kid. not a Super big, fast. Yeah, not a big kid at all. Uh, I think he was like 5'6 or 5'7, yeah. but really fast and gets to the edge very well. I, he's not going to be running between the tackles. Right. Uh, they did that just a little bit. There was nothing there. But he, he can go out to the outside. I think if you get him involved in – uh, some swing passes. The other thing that worked really well was the screens. Right. Uh, when you get him in behind the linemen that are breaking through, defense can't see him. So, you know, the defensive linemen are breaking through on a screen pass. The offensive line sets up a front in front of him. Linebackers can't see where he's at. They can't see where he's going. Yeah. So that makes it pretty effective. And you're going to run those screens up the middle. I think their next op- opponent is going to have to stay home quite a bit right. on defense because if you overcommit to that, he can just drop in and get 10, 15 yards. And their screens were actually being thrown by a guy we didn't expect to see much as their starting quarterback got his bell rung early. They put him into uh, concussion. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details protocol if you will so he was out they brought in their backup blount and apparently screen passes are one of his things so that throws it back to the preparation of the buckeyes did Mm -hmm. they not realize that when this kid came in we were going to see several screen passes and they were going to do some of those rollouts but obviously they were trying to get outside the tackles because they knew they couldn't run in between well there's no game planning for the backup There just isn't. No team is ever going to game plan for the starting quarterback and the backup. So when the backup comes in, you're just trying to base everything off of what is the offense that they run. And you can't you can't account for the type of talent the kid has the game play, you know, in in game situations, how he deals with those and maybe just how well he he understands the overall offense. So. It was it was apparent that he understood the offense very well, and I don't think that the the play calls were real vanilla. I mean, they were they were taking some shots downfield, they yeah. were going through their progressions, uh, and they took some chances. And I I appreciate that a, a ton. It's it's we I think I said it during the broadcast to you, Paul was. Uh, you know, they ran some reverses and things, and I said, well, you're not going to be able to run that all day and expect to win. Right. But you have to do it just to give yourself an opportunity right. uh, because you know you're kind of overmatched a little bit. And really, Ohio State got out to a quick lead, but let's face it, Ohio State scores their first touchdown. Oregon State went right down and scored. Sure. Uh, that's concerning. That's concerning to me. So I give – Credit to Oregon State, and I also put a lot of blame on Ohio State defense. Right, right. It's going to be interesting to see what uh, what Rutgers does if they try to do the screen pass stuff, if they try to attempt to get to the corners. Much different football team, uh, obviously, than, uh, than Oregon State. Uh, don't know if they've got 
a runner in the backfield uh, uh, that's as good as Artavis Pierce because he is a lot better than what we thought he was going to be only because he only got to play four games last year as the starter, so we didn't know much about him. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see. And then the other topic that came up in the press box is who's actually coaching the defense and is Greg Schiano spending more time acting as if he's the head coach and maybe not spending as much time concentrating on the defense. Is is that happening? We saw him out on the field a lot with the whole team, a lot with just the offense. You and I had this conversation, so did some others. Is Greg Schiano actually being head coach for the next couple of weeks? Well, and it's hard to tell. It really is. I think when you when you're up in our position, there's a lot of things you can gain from from watching the whole game, but we can't hear anything, so we don't right. know. We yep. don't know. In the press box, you can't even hear the band. That's how yeah. quiet it is in the press box. So, but I was getting texts during the game from friends of mine that were down, you know, literally sitting behind the bench yeah. that were saying, Greg Schiano's out there coaching the team. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if, you know, maybe, you know, during game day, it's, it's you know, Shiano's handling the defense. Um, we have Day handling the offense, but you know, I bet Shiano was doing a lot of special teams work. Right. I just that's just my opinion because let's face it, Urban's the special teams coach. Right. So you didn't have your special teams coach. I I would imagine Shiano was handling a lot of that, and Shiano is just that guy that's going to be loud and and in your face right. and all that, and he has the experience. I. I would be shocked if he was actually acting as the head coach on the sideline. I think it's just the type of coach he is. I think Ryan Day had the control of the team. I think he was focused in on his job as offensive coordinator big time. Right. And I think Shiano probably was trying to take some of that off of him. If I had to guess. Now, again, we can't hear anything up there, so we don't know. But but you do believe that Ryan Day was put in that position mo for lots of reasons. Not that he's not qualified, because we both feel like he's going to be a mm -hmm. head coach somewhere next year, if not Ohio State, somewhere else. But you feel that Ryan Day was put into that position because he's really the only guy, <laughs> big guy who knows how to run this football team that doesn't have any asterisk next to his yeah. name for some scandal he may have been part of or some bad news report that came out five years ago. Or he's the only one that's as clean as the day is long and can take the, the pressure. The media is going to stay away from him and focus on the football game. You believe that? I do believe that. Yeah. I think when you look at, at Kevin Wilson and you look at Greg Schiano, both very talented coaches – who have head coaching experience, and that's a big deal. But Greg Schiano is tied to the Penn State years right. with uh, the, the Sandusky years, and there has been things in the media and, and accusations by uh, people involved in the program that Schiano knew something was going on. So you don't want to put him out there because then the questions become about that narrative right. in addition to what was going on already at Ohio State. Kevin Wilson – uh, you know, basically lost his job at Indiana because he was too rough on his players in practice and and was some players felt very abusive uh, towards them. And he had, I mean, I think he resigned, but uh, it was very abrupt. Right. The whole thing was abrupt. 
So you don't want to put him out there because then the narrative becomes that and right. what's going on. So Coach Day was the best choice. Yeah. No, you know, he doesn't have that background. He was he's been with Chip Kelly practically through his whole career. He was with the 49ers as a QB coach. He's he's done a whole bunch of stuff and he's not been a part of any kind of scandals and he's he's an up and comer. Yeah. There were teams that wanted him last year that wanted him to come and be the head coach and he did not want to take those jobs. He wanted to stay at Ohio State as a QB coach. Well, we both believe his day is going to come. I think he handles the press very well. I think he handles the questions very well. And so far, he's handling the football team very well because it really seems like he allows everybody to handle their own department. And who doesn't appreciate that in this type of world? Absolutely. And I was watching a video highlight reel today from the game that Ohio State puts out. And so they had a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. And watching Ryan Day talk to the crowd – at skull section session was awesome he was he was getting into it and then watching him break his team down in the locker room before the game and come out of the locker room was just and he had a big smile on his face as he's walking out of the locker room and then watching him bring his team out of the tunnel when it's time the the look on his face he was taking in everything as like this is the most amazing moment ever I loved seeing that and the enthusiasm that he brings with the job. Again, I we have the best coach in the country in my mind in Urban Meyer. And I don't want to lose that, but man, that's the guy. Ryan Day's the guy I would want taking over for Urban Meyer once Urban's done. Yeah. Because he he gets it and he he just passes on such enthusiasm to the team they had a uh, part of that video was coach day getting awarded the game ball ball afterwards and that team went nuts and they wouldn't let him talk because they went nuts for him so his team is behind him as well and you know again yeah and we're going to I, i told you that i feel like there's going to be people after three games of ryan day saying well maybe ryan day should be the coach of this team i'm not saying that at all but I'm saying when the day does come that Urban Meyer is done, Ryan Day would be the coach that I would want taking this team over. Yeah, because Tom Herman's not going to be the guy. Nope. Uh, he, they got they got throttled this weekend, and uh, he's got all this controversy going on with the whole Meyer thing. And you know, thank you, Mr. Herman, but you stay down in well, Texas. He, and he deal made with that his hot he, mess. he made his bed. Now he's got to sleep in it. Yeah, I mean, he absolutely did, and. I was a Tom Herman fan, definitely, for the way he he ran that offense. Watching him coach uh, at Houston and now at Texas, you know, he did some things with Houston. I think he had them buy into the the program, but it's just I'm not seeing the that he's the type of coach that that we thought he was. Might be a great offensive coordinator. I just don't think he's a very good head coach. He lost in Texas to a not very good Maryland football team on Saturday. So, yeah. And that yeah. was huge for the Big Ten. Huge for the Big Ten. Yeah, only – let's see. On the was, other hand – There was only one had, Big Ten team that, that didn't win their game. And they got throttled, too, for yeah. three quarters. Huh. So, yeah. wonder what that team was. Yeah, yeah but uh, the Nittany Lions just about uh, yeah. got nipped in the bud. And, and same and with Sparty. Michigan State. Sparty almost got nipped in the bud, too. It, so. was, it was one of those weekends that you kind of – you love to see the season start off like this because yeah. – 
on paper you see some of those games and you're like, well, there's only about two or three good games this weekend, and then they turn into a bunch of good games yeah. because you have players and, and teams that read the press clippings and think, oh, yeah, we're going to win that game. I think in Penn State especially, I think they really started believing the press. And you you go up against a team that's hungry and wants to prove something and has shown that they can pull off the big upset on the road. Anything can happen. And, and they I think Penn State got lucky. I really do. I think they just got lucky. They dodged a huge bullet. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. The O Show podcast on iHeartRadio today with uh, Paul James and this guy over here, Big Mo, Eric Mosley, providing all of the intelligence on this deal. I just throw out <laughs> questions and try to cause you trouble. Keep, you keep saying that stuff, and people are actually going to think I know something. It's called branding, man. Uh-huh. It's called branding. At any rate, uh, if you have any uh, questions, qualms, arguments, disagreements, or thumbs up, let us know. You can uh, send us an email. Uh, Eric is Eric Mosley at iHeartMedia.com. I am Paul James at iHeartMedia.com. The best thing to do, hop on the thread right here on whatever social you're finding this, uh, whether it be uh, Twitter, uh, at The O Show 1, or on Facebook, The O Show. And remember, we spell The O Show O-H. However you're catching us, we appreciate that. Feel free to throw something in the comments, send us a direct message, whatever it might be, because uh, we like a good... Uh, discussion about this stuff because well we think that's fun and takes away from the daily pressures of life to talk about football <laughs> if people keep uh if if people don't comment then we're just going to keep thinking we're right yeah and i mean we we like that we enjoy feeling like we're right because when we go home we're not right um, <laughs> our wives make sure to remind us that we're not right yeah. so we want to hear your comments. We want to to read everything and, and agree, disagree. Uh, just let us know that you're listening. We would love to hear from you. Certainly, uh, chime in. More from the O Show tomorrow. I'm sure we'll find another topic uh, like maybe Rutgers or maybe uh, uh, what does this team do now defensively and maybe dig into that a little bit more. Maybe talk about Urban Meyer's return. We don't know. We will come up with that topic sometime in the next 24 hours. But uh, if you're a Buckeye fan, I'm sure you'll be waiting for it. It's all on The O Show on iHeartRadio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.